Thank you for being here today. That was spooky. What? <laughs> Hey y'all, and welcome to our brand new podcast, Face Character Rejects. I'm one of your hosts, Maddie Evans. And I'm your other host, Keith Malpe. And we're here to recap some of your favorite Disney movies. And let's be honest, some that maybe are not your favorite, because we do plan on covering the entire Disney catalog. And for every Beauty and the Beast, you know we have to have a Chicken Little. <laughs> As you can tell, we're not going to take everything super seriously. We're here to have fun. That's right, but before we get started, I do want to give a little content warning. We are a podcast made by adults for adults, so there will be some foul language and maybe some adult themes throughout, just to be prepared if you are listening to this with your kids. Now that I've covered all my bases and you can't get mad at me when you hear the first cuss word thrown, Keith, what story are we doing first? What's our first movie? Well, we're beginning with the one that started it all, Walt Disney's 1937 animated classic, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Let me back up off the mic a little bit so I'm not spitting in your face. You ready to get started with Snow White? Oui. Uh, bonjour. Uh, je m'appelle qui? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, French, so this is where it's uh, going to end. And I don't speak any French at all. Period, poo. <laughs> I used to. I, I knew somebody who, who spoke French, and I said, je parle un peu français to him. And uh, that means I speak a little French. And he said, I should get my money back. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I should not have been drinking that Dr. Pepper. Oh, oh. that was spreading out my nose. <laughs> Holy shit. I was so glad that you did because I was like, I'll know if this is actually funny if Dr. Pepper comes out of her nose. <laughs> oh my God. I am floored by that, but uh, I have seen Emily in Paris, so I know the French don't fucking play. Yeah. <laughs> they don't play that game. <laughs> Uh, anyway, though, we're going to talk about another beautiful dark-haired girl in a country that I know very little about. <laughs> yeah, from uh, Alemania. That is, I think that's French for Germany. I don't really know. <laughs> we said last time that we were going to be much more concise. We were going to be quicker and we were going to get through more stories. So we're not going to take too much time with some housekeeping here. Uh, but I did want to say before we get started... We know there was a little bit of uh, sound. There were some technical issues. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of sound problems. We are working on those, uh, but we are first-time podcasters. So if you have any tips or tricks for us, we are listening and we would love, love, love any tips you have uh, just because we are recording remotely. So we're doing our very best. Yeah. If you can help us with the audio, I promise to stop doing the French. So. See, there you go. And I, I make no promises to stop accents uh, because I slip into them whenever and none of them are good. None of them. But There's not one good one. <laughs> Sorry. But without further ado, I think that we have covered our house. Do you have anything else, Keith? Uh, no. I, uh, okay, sorry. No, I don't. 
All right. Well, we are going to jump right back in to Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. We are on part two of this podcast and hopefully the last part of Snow White because I am fucking sick of her. (laughs) Last episode, we left off with Snow White delegating all of the cleaning chores and even a little bit of the cooking, I believe, to her militia, her, her family, her army. Not exactly up to code. No, up to code, honey. We have a deer as a clothes rack, and we are using a turtle as a a dust as a thing. <laughs> yes. I, I, a dust beater, a a dust beater. We're yeah. beating this turtle over over rags, basically, to get the dust out. Uh, I, use a tennis racket. I mean, I mm-hmm. think it would do just the same. I truly do. But that's neither here nor there. We left Snow White doing all of that, all of that housework, all of that cleaning a little bit of cooking, and she was doing all of this in hopes that she would get to stay there, basically. Yeah, she's making a lot of assumptions. She was going to barter to stay with these seven messy little children, these seven untidy little children. Like I said last time, I don't think it's the smartest idea, but it it's not Goldilocks. She didn't just go in and start stealing, thieving, thievery. So it's not as bad as it could be, but uh, when we left off, that is exactly where Miss Girl, Miss Girly Pop Snow White was, uh, and we were just about to be introduced to the most important characters, in my opinion, of the whole movie. They're not the queen? No, no, baby. Not the queen. Not the queen. My faves, all seven of them, the dwarves. Oh. Hi-ho! Hi-ho! So we are introduced to the seven dwarves through one of my favorite songs in Snow White. Hi-ho. Might actually be my favorite one. Not even one of. So we open up on the gemstone mine. Mm -hmm. um, And we have all the seven dwarves doing different tasks. But I think at this point, the most notable one is Dopey. God bless him. God bless him. Dopey stands out because he's the only one without a beard. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, he just, he doesn't seem to be contributing in the same way that the other dwarves are. Um, He's mostly, like, just sweeping up the bad diamonds. Bad diamonds. Are they bad? Are they bad? How would they know? (laughs) They made the wrong sound. Oh, oh well. Somehow we've got glass <laughs> diamonds in this mine that uh, is a natural gemstone mine. But yeah, they made sounds. Okay, and that is poor Dopey's job. And I'll I'll say Dopey's doing a lot of things, so they're obviously trying to keep him busy. But I just am not seeing any work accommodations being made for Dopey. They treat him like shit. Yeah, I mean, they get so aggravated with him. Yeah, the abuse continues. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It, looking at this scene in today's eyes, I feel nothing but really bad for Dopey. And this just starts. I don't ever stop feeling bad for Dopey. That's the shitty part. Like, there's never a time in this movie where I don't feel kind of bad for Dopey. Because if you zoom in on him at any place, he is he is getting the shit beat out of him. He is very upset. He is being treated really, really poorly or being talked to like a dog. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it as much as a kid and Dopey was probably my favorite character as a kid just because I did not like men with beards and Dopey (laughs) just seemed very safe to me. Very safe. 
and he was funny. As a little kid, I thought he was, you know, if I if I made it to when the dwarves came in, which I usually didn't. Mm-hmm. We've already went over that. I don't know. There was a little place for him in my heart. And then watching this as an adult, I was like, fuck's sake. Is this why he was my favorite? He gets treated like dirt. He does. He gets treated like the crappy gems that need to be thrown. The glass gems that were apparently mining out of this natural gemstone mine. Which are already perfectly, um, perfectly what do you cut, call it? Yeah, polished. Perfectly cut. They yeah. already have a perfect cut. They've already been polished. They're they're not even uh, put through like the the rocks, the rock tumbler that I used to do with my my stones. They come out cut to perfection and big, really large. Yeah. Very, very large. I, I think you paid more attention to the gemstones than anything else. As a 25-year-old who has always loved rocks, loved rocks as a kid, <laughs> came from the mineral and gemstone capital of the South, supposedly. I don't... Has that ever been validated? I don't know. I've always loved gemstones and minerals, and now I'm a witchy girl who loves gemstones and minerals. Let me tell you what this rock will do for you. I've actually got a rock right here. But And let me tell you... That's who you are, but I don't think that's who the dwarves are. I think the dwarves, I mean, clearly they don't even have the understanding or the appreciation for these things that you would. You are absolutely right. And I want to point out, they say we don't know why we dig, which is something you and I had talked about before. You pointed that out. We don't know why we dig. Love, then why are you doing it? Who is hunting for the food? You've got plenty of game in the woods. You have got plenty of game in the woods to eat. Who goes out and gets the meat for you guys to eat? Because if you're spending all day in this mine, is that why this fucking fawn is being a clothes rack for Snow White? Did somebody shoot his mama down Bambi style? Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Speaking of the deer, though, (laughs) let's go back and see what our girl Snow White is doing. Because she is still in someone's house that is not hers. So after she finishes cleaning the cottage completely, she walks herself up the step is a little scared but she walks right up the steps and she goes and gets in the beds she sees the tiny little beds she notices how uh they all have names on them and they are carved Mm -hmm. she scoots a couple together i think she scoots three or four together and just lays down long ways on them and goes right to sleep not only does snow white get into the bed all of these animals also get into the beds yeah the, there are deer in the bed there is a there are rabbits there are birds we were talking about there's a raccoon what is their compensation and maybe it was just a room place and board to sleep. yeah exactly <laughs> their you know? compensation for all the work snow white puts them to is room and board in this little cottage and 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 they only have if she's using three there's what four five six there's four beds left for that menagerie and they're small beds too but (laughs) every one of these not every animal but every animal that'll fit gets itself cozy 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 and they go to bed they all go to bed but but who that poor damn turtle that just cannot catch a break i don't know that 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 turtle doesn't catch a break the whole time (laughs) because he has almost made it up the top of the stairs and that is when the dwarfs get home And the animals that are cozy, cozy sleeping, cozy cucumbers in the bed with snow, they hear the dwarves. And they say, shit, we got to get the hell out of Dodge right now. Hit the road, Jack, and we're not coming back. And you know what they do? Do you think they would wake up their good friend, Snow White? Do you think they would wake her up and say, hee, 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 hoo, hoo, (laughs) hoo, 
or whatever little animal noises they need to make and say, um, Girly, get up. Someone's coming. No. They leave in silence. Mm-hmm. All of those mm-hmm. stampeding animals knock this poor turtle all the way back down the steps yeah. to where yeah. he started. He never even got a chance to get up in the bed. And I hate to say it, he wouldn't have been able to anyway, because I know for a fact Snow White's not helping him. And how the fuck is a turtle going to get up on a even a two-foot two incline? Yeah, but I worked turtle. at a children's museum that had tortoises. If it fell for, on its back like that, it would get hurt. Yeah. I don't know how that tortoise is even still living. <laughs> I don't know. He's not big enough to be handling that kind of... <laughs> yeah, the steps, he's really not. But the magic of Disney, he's still, he's still fine. So once all of the animals leave, except for a couple of birds, and that kind of made me think, man, the birds are loyal. Just wait a minute. No. These birds hate her ass. These birds hate her ass. <laughs> and the dwarves show up. They see someone is there, and they immediately are like, we have to go and check this out. At first, they all go in, and they notice that the cottage has been cleaned to the nines. It is a spotless cottage, but not only that, they notice that there is a, a stew of some sort <laughs> on uh, the fire cooking. And my biggest question with this is, which one of the little army friends, which woodland creature is in that stew pot? <laughs> Remember, they are German. Okay. So, very likely, there were sausages on hand. Okay. okay? So, pigs we don't see any pigs well during all the middle of this and this is something i had forgotten i mean i knew it was bad but not this bad sneezy lets loose a a cat five gale force level (laughs) hurricane wind very serious nothing to joke about very i mean (laughs) he needs to get something checked out allergies i don't know what his problem is did he, did he snort coke as, as a teen? My sweet lord and savior. Well, she's only one of them. My other is Dolly Parton. But Stevie Nicks, poor poor thing, has a, a hole in her nose now. I don't know if that makes her extra sneezy, but I know it's not good. I know <laughs> I it's not, not good. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine spending time with Stevie Nicks and then just suddenly she sneezes and, like, you know, like your your clothes are all messed up. You, it you just know, goes you're wearing all to a town. tie, but it's over on your other shoulder. Like my God! And then you'd be like, "Well, maybe she really is a witch." The you white know? witch. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I was about to say we might be taking this a little too far. No, but it all comes back around because she is the white witch. Yes. Beautiful soul. Love you, Stevie. I don't know if you're sneezy. <laughs> I doubt you are. This is a very serious problem. A coke addiction is nothing to joke about. Don't do drugs. Very true. Well, do a little bit of drugs. <laughs> Within reason. I'm just saying a little weed is legal here and there. A little weed is legal here and there. That's yeah. That's medicinal. Yeah. Anyway, kids, moving right along. Sneezy does let loose one of these massive, massive sneezes. And instead of waking Snow White up, because the birds are in the rafters and they see the dwarves, instead of pecking her awake, because like I said, they hate her ass, they start making spooky sounds and scaring the dwarves into thinking there is a monster upstairs. Who's upstairs sleeping, if not the princess Snow White? So that leaves me to believe, is Snow White a fucking monster? Perhaps the animals think so. I I don't want to put words in their mouth, but their actions <laughs> speak very loud. Their actions speak well, very loud. Well, they literally can't speak. These, these are like some of the few... <laughs> Disney animals that don't speak. 
They're very, so. They have a lot of expression, though. <laughs> but you would think now that now that all the dwarves think that there is a monster up the steps, they would all go up there together yeah. and check it out and yeah. handle their business and things would be good. But oh, no, honey. Honey, 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 no. No, because you know who they make do all their bidding, all their shitty work, because they don't have an animal crew like Snow White. They send Dopey's poor, poor heart up those steps to see what's going on. Yeah. I, I have so much to say about this, but I'll keep it short. Fuck the six other dwarves. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Y'all take the worst care of him. Well, it's also just like plainly bad strategy because Dopey... Uh, number one, I, I mean, he, he doesn't verbalize. That's right. And number two, he clearly doesn't communicate well in other ways. So, like, they're just, send, I mean, he, it, it's not really a fact-finding mission because he's not going to come back with any facts. <laughs> he doesn't sign. No. With his hands, really. Um, He can communicate, but he's not going to be able to come back and, and really give in detail what he was to see up there anyway yeah so it was very like canary in a coal mine very just sacrificial <laughs> like yes. it is kind of i agree up. i agree and i thought that even as a kid so i like that you agreed on that because i just i don't know i didn't really like that but they do send him up there and poor dopey see snow white moving around in the bed moving in the sheets and he freaks out because like, of course. obviously yeah. Obviously, this is his house and no one's ever been there before, but him and the six other dwarves, so I'd freak out too. He freaks out, falls down the steps, gets locked in the house, ends up with a bunch of stuff on him, like a, a I believe a mop bucket ends on top of his head and a bunch of other things and a maybe a sheet as well. But he eventually gets outside and you know what he's met with? He's not met with love, tender care, TLC. Eating. <laughs> He is met with a swift and quick beating. <laughs> he got his ass beat by the six other dwarves outside who apparently thought he was the monster. Because apparently they thought that Dopey was brave enough, strong enough, courageous enough to to get the the monster that they thought was up in there to leave the room. And uh, I mean, I just... It, it makes more sense that they thought Dopey was eaten or killed, and they were going to yeah, go in and find that, I guess. his body uh, upstairs, laid out, just dead. Oh, that's true. So I guess in that theory, oh in that God. theory, it, it goes perfectly <laughs> along with that. They were just sacrificing him. I don't want to think that way. I don't want to think that way. But as an adult, I, I think you might be right. This is more of a sacrificial situation to maybe even draw. He was the bait. He was the piggy of the group. Mm. Lord of the Flies. Sad. Once the dwarves figure out that it is Dopey, it's not the monster, they decide they have to go in the house all together now. Finally, as a crew, they're going together, and they are going to attack this monster that's in their house. So they all slowly sneak up the steps. They go into the bedroom, almost attack Snow White. Almost. Mm -hmm. They have their weapons drawn and pulled back and everything, very much like the huntsman did. And then they pull the blanket off her face because apparently she is the soundest sleeper in the world. She has a blanket covering her eyes. A blanket, I, I know that smells. <laughs> she didn't wash the laundry. 
I mean, I know it's smelly. I just know it is. Oh, dear Anyway, God. <laughs> they pull the sheet off her face and they immediately stop and they're like, well, we can't kill this beautiful thing. And once again, the only thing that saves Snow White, it's not her brain, it's not her competence, but her beauty. And, you know, I'll give it to Disney because they never once pretended it wasn't her beauty. That's the, that's her redeeming quality. They said the fairest of them all. She's the one that started it all. I'll give it to Disney. They they never pretended she was something she wasn't. Mm-hmm. This is no Moana story. You know, they make so many um, inspirational princess products nowadays, but like Snow White. Snow White needs to just go away. Like it needs, to, um, it doesn't because of its classic beauty. And I, I get it. I get it because I understand the, the desire to have a princess that looks like you as a little girl. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I understand that completely. But her story just fucking sucks. Her choices suck. And I'm just talking about the ones up to this point. They make no sense. They're nothing you should try to emulate. Like, if you were a little girl, if I had a little girl, which I don't, so I won't speak on this. Like, I'm not a parent, really. But if I was, I think there's a million other, not a million, there's about 100 Disney movies I'd show her before I ever let this one come on the scene. And I'm not just saying that because of the spooky forest scene. Y'all know. If I can say anything in defense of Snow White, one thing what she really truly is, is courageous. She she has a lot of courage. She does. And she has a lot of trust in her surroundings and the people. And there that's not that is not a bad quality to have. Yeah. She um I'm not she definitely shouldn't be used as a role model. She thinks the best of everyone. I think I, I think a lot of times when people haven't watched the movie recently, they just remember the high pitched voice and the um, <laughs> the you know just the princess hands and things like that. But I I mean if you think about it, this is a, a character that had to be very brave and had to show a lot of courage. I think it. I I just want to cut in really quickly. I think it's very easy to be brave when you're not very smart. <laughs> because then you don't know what to even be afraid of. I, I'm, and that does not discount her bravery in the slightest. It really doesn't. I'm just saying it's slightly easier to be brave. Like it was so much easier at 18 to be brave yeah. before I had to watch a million. Yes, but that's something. That's something to remember, though, when you say when you were 18. Because remember, I mean, she is meant to be 14. And I think that's why. Which is so fucked up. That's uh, Maybe that's not against Snow White. Yeah. But who in their yeah. right fucking mind? So it's less of an issue with Snow. It's, it's not that I have so much of an issue with her. It's this whole. It's the situation she's been put down in, mm-hmm. which I feel like is more of a tragedy. Mm-hmm. than an inspirational story no 14 mm-hmm. year old oh, should yeah be. i mean and we're not even talking about it that way you know yeah. what i mean yeah i know i know i'm coming really hard for snow white and not even snow white because she doesn't deserve it i guess the whole disney team all 750 plus animators all y'all can suck it and the animators didn't even make the story so i really i love you animators i'm so sorry for that rest in peace you know Snow White was marketed out the wazoo, that is true, but this is before the Disney Princess line, and this is before they used... This is before, this is the first full-length animated movie. Like, there were no other princesses, much less other animated movies. Yes, this is before they used Disney princesses as aspirational role model characters. 
I mean, if you just view it as, you know, a story and you try and not think about the Disney princess line and everything that's come after, it's darkness makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a, a sin, in a sense, of the modern Disney company is that they've taken these stories which are are just stories and they've tried to position characters like snow white and things like that as as role models for for children but especially Mm -hmm. little girls so we need to remember this is a story from 1937 well from even before this is this is a a very like you'd already said this is an ancient story absolutely and but this particular version is from 37 and it reflects the time period ideas yes and and feelings of that time period 37 sucks ladies do something today that in 1937 would get you put in the asylum <laughs> Daddy, we need you. You need a, a um a time machine so you can go to thirty seven and just dunk on the people who live there. Guess what? I like. No, this That's isn't even a joke. That's not even you. I shouldn't even joke about being queer and proud because that was not a fucking joke. Not a joke to be put there because of your sexual preferences. Sorry to bring you back so serious, guys. But yeah, be gay, be queer, be weird. Be a witch if you want to. Hell, speak to spirits. Smoke weed. Be an have evil a cult queen. if you want to, but it needs to be a good one. And it needs to have a lot of spice. I do not support <laughs> cults. I swear to God. If if you try and Gwen Shamblin this place up. <laughs> <laughs> We're going the way, way down. <laughs> This <laughs> God, I don't like that woman. Alright, skinny legend Snow White. She's awake. She wakes up out of the bed. All is well. She gets up and actually correctly names, matches the names from the beds to all of the dwarves. Which is, come to think of it, actually pretty intuitive. You know? Anyway, <laughs> uh, I do have a little bit of a problem though. She found out they are not seven little children. But in her mind... That never changed. Yes, that is true. She's still... um, She is still very much living with seven little children. Yeah, she infantilizes them. I have that written down in my notes. She infantilizes them, especially Dopey. I I can't really even get started on Dopey because I could talk forever. But but I do not like how he is treated. But, and this is so important to the context of the movie that she treats them like this. Because if they were not diminutive men... Mm-hmm. Um, the audience might view them as a sexual force, and that would change. I guess that's what they thought, but I don't really see it that way. And I think if they were going to have dwarves, why didn't they just have like magical creatures? Or I don't know. I just think they could have done more, and that would take out sex uh, entirely. How are you going to have sex with a with a man with that has a goat dingling? <laughs> I can kiss you on the mouth. That's about it. But I mean, this continues throughout, you know, Disney films. If you think about mm-hmm. um, if, if they want the father to be kind of ineffective. They make him short and very story. fat. Yes. So Maurice and Beauty and the Beast. Or he's and, or he's very um, old and sick. Like even in Mulan, yeah. her father yes. is a handsome man, yeah. but he is he's physically um aging and he has injuries he obviously is injured whereas although it is interesting that you 
point that out because I would say King Trident and Mulan's father, whose name I can't remember. I can't either. They they do have a force on the story. They are the impetus for their daughter's rebellion. So physically, they are larger and more masculine. I mean, King Trident can still get it, you know. <laughs> Looks in absolute shock and disgust. <laughs> You, you don't have a thing for the king of the sea? No, baby. No, baby love. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I would have a thing for Ursula when she has legs and becomes a lady because she is- Vanessa? Vanessa. Yeah. Ooh, fun. Vanessa. What a hot little name, too. Yes. I would have maybe a little thing for her, but King Triton? No. You know I love white-haired men. Steve Martin- oh, that's right. That's right. Steve Martin is, is a love of my life. Uh, a tr- well, he is not. That's so problematic to say. He is absolutely not. Uh, I, I loved him in Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> yeah, but I love a white-haired man. But there's just something about King Triton. I think he was just... He, I don't like a beard. Oh. Really. What? No, a big, long beard. I, I think well, in a past life, something very terrible happened to me. Because I came out of the womb scared to death of men with beards. Santa Claus. Um, Santa Claus could have gotten wrecked as a kid. I refused to sit on his lap. Panic attack ensued. Get me the fuck away from this monster man. I'll write him a letter and be as polite as I need to be. And that's as close as I'm <laughs> Period. Well, <laughs> okay, let's focus. Let's focus. Are you ready? Yeah. Ooh. I know you see, Mr. Fuck you, Jamie Lynn. Anyway, once Snow White finishes uh, really annoying the hell out of me uh, by doing exactly as you just said, making sure we know that the dwarves are in no way, in no way, in the same league as Snow White. That, that's just no other way to say it. Like, they, they are not even there. Children in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Once we get through all mm-hmm. that, it's very clear. Snow White finally tells the dwarves about the queen. Grumpy the little smarty he is. His name maybe shouldn't be Grumpy. Maybe he's so fucking mad because he's actually smart and he's pissed that he works all day for nothing. And then he came home to the only place he has. And this little bitch is in his bed. And now this is just a mess. And then he comes in. Grumpy is a millennial? Perhaps. Perhaps. So once Snow White gets done uh, being absolutely annoying and proving to everyone in the audience that she does not want to kiss or be together with any of the dwarves, she finally goes on to telling them about why she's there. The queen. And Grumpy already knew what was up. And who can fucking blame him for being pissed, okay? Because if I came home after working, slaving my ass off in a mine, I had no idea why I was there, but I'm working my ass off, came home to this little bitch, and now I know the queen's on my ass, who I, I know something about and is bad. I'm packing my ass up and leaving, <laughs> Keith. <laughs> Can you imagine if if she was like, uh, if Grumpy was like the little boy from Wife Swap that gets so upset that he leaves the house? Oh, I know exactly the one. This one? She thinks, at the blue, she's a smart little girl that she can do whatever she wants. No, that's not how... She can do it in our family. She's acting like she's the queen and we're the sorry people. (laughs) Yeah. And if he would have reacted that way, Keith, I would not have blamed him. Because Snow White comes in, that's right, acting like the queen, and they're all the The sorry sorry people. people. (laughs) Which I have not heard in so long. But Grumpy pretty much tells everyone that the queen is a witch. He knows that, plain and clear. Uh, Snow White just did not listen. Mm Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. after finding out Snow White cooked that great stew, they they had her stay. They said, yeah, you can stay with us. And then <laughs> I think they this ate, is the most disgusting scene in this movie. And because they each show their hands and they're gross. And, and they're bad. Each is worse than the last. The weird thing is their hands are not black from like coal mine dirt. It's this weird grayish color that you're like, what exactly have you been touching? Because this, this is not, this is not. But why would they be doing coal? They're in a, they're in a gemstone mine. Is there not coal there? I, I don't know. I'm, I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think so. Well, their hands, their hands should be a different color than what it is. Their hand. It doesn't matter what color their hands are because they are <laughs> white people. And they are not palm colored like they should yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kind of go through this. Grumpy refuses to wash. Eventually, everybody gangs up on him. Finally, somebody other than Dopey gets the shit kicked out of him. And Grumpy <laughs> gets put into the water where he wash, 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 scrub a dub dub, not willingly. And he's not happy about it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, they sing mm-hmm. the worst song in the movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> they sing a, a washing song. That I could not care less about. I, I don't. I don't. But what I do care about is that Dopey was once again left unattended. What is Snow White fucking doing? That, that poor Dopey is outside able to swallow a full bar of soap. <laughs> Probably homemade soap. <laughs> so who fucking knows what it's made out of? So it's, I mean, I, I'm sure it's not chemically. Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. Probably made out of well lard or what the fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I won't pretend to know. But I know he shouldn't have swallowed. How's he going to go in and eat his dinner? His tummy hurt. He's got him a stomachache. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. While all this is happening. Guess who's back in the house. Guess who's back. Hills click clacking about. The evil queen who is, again, the real star of this movie. It should have been called The Evil Queen. Just The Evil Queen. I just love that they thought Snow White was not strong enough alone. They said, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, <laughs> all caps. True. Because, you they know what? Not have they said, I don't know who Snow White is, but I have, you know what? Circuses are a big deal right now. And I know taking advantage of this of this section of uh, this this minority group of people, the little people, hell yeah, mm-hmm. that will bring in the money because in 1937, people were shitty. Not to get really dark, but like Hitler is. I stand by it. I will never stop standing by it. 1937, shit year. If I was plot back in that year, I would be in prison, the loony bin, having my cooter ripped out from hysteria. Who knows? But I'm not going back there ever. And I, you know what? I've never been there, period. So there's no going back. <laughs> things may things may get bad, but they'll never be 1937 bad. Knock on wood. <laughs> I'm sorry, but to be a but to be a minority of any kind in 37, to be a woman in 37, hell, maybe even to be a white man in 37, because you're about to be drafted off to war and die, baby. I, I'm sure World War Three is going to be pretty bad too when it kicks off. Okay, do not make me stressed. She is once again consulting okay. her mirror when um, we see her, who tells her very plainly, girly, ma'am, because you're not you're not miss anymore. You're ma'am because you're not the fairest because Snow White is still very much alive and breathing. I'm out here living, though. I'm out here living, though. That's Snow White. And you are still not the fairest because she still lives. 
Whoops. This is really the emotional core of the movie because... This is a big scene. You know, yeah, this is... Yeah, uh, you know, just the heartbreak, the um, despair that she has employed a person who was incompetent and just could not get the job done. And who, if I, my theory is correct, is in some way related to her, even if it's like a a nephew of some kind or even an uncle, because she would definitely be making her uncle get on his knees. Very Anne Boleyn style. Well, that's what happens when you employ family, you know, you know, and of course she had him as a huntsman. But she thought, well, maybe, you know, he's he's family. Maybe he can do one of my bigger tasks. But loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Fuck them morals. Throw them out. This is why I used to continuously test Slytherin. Because you stay true to the fucking people you're supposed to stay true to. Your family, your friends, your loved one. I'm not saying you got to be loyal to the whole damn world. But I swear to God, if you call me your bestie, I best be your bestie. You better be loyal for me. I'm just saying, I hope you're there for me because I'll be there for you. So if I sent you out to do something I really needed done and then... I found out that you fucked me over. You guys can't see this, but Maddie, while she was delivering that speech, literally <laughs> pointed her finger in the shape of a gun. <laughs> in this time period, you had to be loyal like that because it was life or death. No, you're, you know. I get where she's coming from. I get where she's coming from because if she has protected him, clothed him, kept him, if she, he's just her drunk old uncle, and then now he's pulling, he's pulling a rat move. Yeah, mm. and the evil queen is a bad bitch who deserves respects. You know, <laughs> yeah. I I stand by the queen. I'm a huge supporter. I voted for her in 2016. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the queen finds out Snow is the fairest, and not only does the mirror tell her that, the mirror basically gives her exact gps coordinates to snow white's location yeah yeah yeah. Um, which i was like okay he is a snitch but he's about the only loyal one the queen has got and he's not i mean i guess he is very loyal because he tells her the truth when she doesn't want to hear it but he could deliver it a little nicer he could deliver it with a little more love like i want somebody that's that open and honest with me that's true but like the delivery matters. Oh my god, that's true. <laughs> Instead of the creepy, you know, poetry thing, do it as a love sonnet, you know? Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? It's one when it's closer to like August, September, and Snow White's the most beautiful one now. You know, something like that. She finishes up with the mirror and immediately knows what she's going to do. She's got to do something. Mm-hmm. She's going to swing that cape down a flight of stairs. The honestly, one of the most iconic moments of the whole picture, the whole movie, is her gliding down those steps. You know, so many people, uh, especially you know, gay people, really um, uh, identify with the villains, and I always thought that was weird um, because I never did. I always identified with the the usually the princess characters, but then I remembered that when I was a little boy and uh, Snow White was re-released in 2001, like, I lived for the evil queen. Like, I would take a blanket mm-hmm. and put it around my shoulders and, you know, swoop it around. And I would take a cup and pretend like I was drinking a potion. It's just so theatrical. Fabulous. She really is, yeah. There's so much flair and pizzazz to yeah. everything she does. And I also loved 
we get a little peek of her shoes and they are either like a, a light orange. They might be meant to be gold, which I kind of thought was like a, maybe a nice little nod to the, the hot metal shoes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because a hot silver would heat mm-hmm. up. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, they were gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They were gorgeous mm-hmm. though. But she fly. Well, she doesn't fly. She glides down the steps oh gorgeously. Yeah. And she decides she needs a recipe to look old because she has to trick Snow White. And she says that herself. She says this is the recipe to make her old and ugly. Mm-hmm. She needs some mummy dust. She needs the black of night. She needs an old hag's cackle. And the scream of fright. My favorite is the scream of fright because it whitens her hair. Yeah. And we get to see she actually has long, beautiful hair. long hair. Oh, oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Oh. That's not all. That's, that is just all of the things you pour in. You need a blast of wind to mix it all up. To mix it well. So once you've poured everything yeah. in, yes. And then a thunderbolt. Oh, no, maybe... The thunderbolt is to mix it well, uh, and the blast of wind is to is to fan. To fan. Maybe it's what gets off the. You have a blast of wind to fan the steam that's off the top, and then you have the thunderbolt to mix it well. Yes, Ugh. yes. Uh, and after all that, she is an old crone. And this is to me such a really great, really cool sequence because it actually scared people in 1937 they thought it was really terrifying and if you look Mm -hmm. at you know another film kind of from this era like the wolf man which has a sequence where he transforms from a man into a wolf it's impressive but this is a live action movie and it 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 just Mm -hmm. does not hold a candle to those incredible images of the evil queen's beautiful body transforming mm-hmm. into absolutely the old hag. Unfortunately, though, we do have to cut away from your girl, your main, your fave, the queen. Fine, if we have to. <laughs> and we have to go back to the cottage. And in the cottage, we <laughs> zoom in, and we actually zoom into what is the scene at the very end of Seven Dwarves Mind Train. The silly song, which I think is kind of silly. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I don't hate it by any means, but it's just a filler to me. Grumpy, I think, is playing the organ, and he doesn't seem to like it either. He is playing the organ, but he's having to play it with his ass cheeks. I don't remember that. I don't know if you noticed. His... <laughs> well, he's playing, he's playing with his hands. So he's playing the, his hands, but he's also going... Err, like Megan the Stallion, like make that booty. Very, very much. He is he is getting his booty exercises in as well as he plays. So no wonder he's so fucking tired. He is over there throwing his ass. I mean, close to a circle, mm-hmm. close to a circle. <laughs> Finally, though, the song ends. We get a sneeze from Sneezy. Thank you. Saved by the sneeze. Fuck in this song. <laughs> They all laugh. They think it's so hum hum thrum hilarious. And then they say, Snow White, mm-hmm. you need to tell us a true story. They're pretty particular about this. They say a true story. And then they say, no, we want a true love story. And Snow White says, hmm, I know just the thing. And she starts singing probably the only good song in this mess other than Hi Ho. 
really. This is a song which doesn't really work very well in the context of 2022. I'm very interested to see what they'll do with it in the live action remake. Absolutely. Because we've not talked very much about any and we're not going to. We really just don't have the time to really talk about what is going on with the Snow White live action other than I don't know that it needed to happen in the first place. And that is all I will say. And that's because this movie, again, is a product of 1937. And Mm -hmm. this song made sense in the context of 1937. Now, with that said, I think it is... It would be like doing Gone with the Wind again. Because Gone with the Wind came out a year later. Yeah, That, it would never, ever be okay. And you can watch Gone with the Wind, but you need to watch it... You need to watch it responsibly. I, I, I think that is really important to remember that, you know, this is a film from 1937. And so it doesn't reflect our uh, current day values or morals necessarily. But I do think Someday My Prince Will Come is a beautiful song. Um, it's been a standard in the American songbook for decades. You know, lots of great artists have covered that song. I like to listen to it with Barbara Streisand. Of course you do. Yeah, of course I do. Um, but it, um, yeah, it's definitely the musical highlight of the movie. I could see that. I think I still enjoy Hi Ho just a little bit more because I am I am still so stuck on the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest. The seven dwarves are your evil queen. <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely right. Because there is one for pretty much everything. I'd be yeah, it's for every mood. And when, when I'm mad at one, it's very much like, like, like a, a polygamy. Like when, <laughs> when Cody Brown is mad at one wife, he just goes to the next. When Grumpy pisses me off, I still have Doc and Dopey. Yeah. And Dopey hardly yeah. ever makes me anything yeah. but very happy and honestly a little depressed. He's not treated better. I could treat him better. Yeah, Dopey is the unproblematic one. He could come live with me. Well, I could be just a friend. He, I, he just needs to be treated better. He needs a caregiver. When I met Dopey at Disney World, mm-hmm. I was wearing a hat. And when I came up to him, I took off my hat so he could see that I was also bald. <laughs> but he did not react. <laughs> and that's because he's Dopey. No, I mean... <laughs> Why does that depress the fuck out of me? <laughs> this haunts me, Maddie. I took I took the hat off and he just stood there with a dopey grin on his face. Well, his face doesn't change, love. <laughs> what? I said his face doesn't change, love. He's not a face. He's not a face character. He's a reject just like us, but he's actually in He's actually in a costume, baby. Oh my god, he's not a face character. I always thought he was perfect for that part. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how gullible I am. I'm like, no. <laughs> Snow White does finish her song, and I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her. She finishes the song. She sends everybody to bed, but Doc says, no, 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 no. We're going to be sleeping down here. To hell with that, girly. We are the sorry peoples. Get up the steps, my queen, and sleep cozy. <laughs> Poor Dopey. He is so smart. He thinks about his sensory needs and what he needs because he goes up there and gets a pillow. Some of the other people could have gone up there and got a pillow as well. Six men could have a pillow. Snow only needs 
one. Mm -hmm. But he's the only smart one that would go up there before she went up there. And I understand Mm -hmm. as a gentleman in that Mm -hmm. time, you would not Mm -hmm. maybe want to go up there after that time. But he goes up there and gets a pillow, and then they fucking steal it from him. But then they all get nothing because they all rip it apart. And that's what you get. That's what you fucking get because you weren't a prepper. You didn't prepare. You didn't think ahead. You didn't think about your sleepy time needs. You know who did? Dopey. And y'all ripped his pillow all to hell. And then he laid on the featheriest, fluffiest, cutest white feather I've ever seen. As a kid, I wanted a feather like that so bad. I mean, that thing was a spring. I'm like, damn, I could sleep on that feather too. I did too. I did too. Knowing good and damn well, I could not sleep on that feather. Yeah. It looks like the coziest coziest feather but everyone goes straight to sleep <laughs> and even the fly it does is look asleep, comfy which i thought was so fucking cute meanwhile though in a much darker part of the evening we were back to the queen so um uh, this is the scene where uh the evil queen is making the most frankly delicious looking poison apple oh i would kill time. for one of these i know and what does this apple do because this is my favorite part um well you know the language specifically i think but it 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 congeals your blood yeah yeah it turns it, it into turns a... your blood to jello yes. in your veins which is i had never dwelled on that line until you know you mentioned it and it really is a gross visual like she's she's jellied yeah she's jellied a part of it makes sense to me even in this disney magical realm mm-hmm. but also i feel so bad at the thought of that it's it's just grosses me out i guess mm-hmm. i'd rather i'd rather lose an arm yeah me too like cut my hand off i don't want my blood to congeal <laughs> i just mm. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, that is um, gross. But we find out that the queen believes, and she's fully banking on everyone thinking Snow White is dead, and then immediately burying her, and which would, in theory, get rid of her forever, unless her yeah. coffin opened up. And also, twelve hundred years again, down the line. like probably the most soundest logic of anybody who makes kind of leaps in this story, you know, like. That that's just normal, especially back then, because they could not embalm. You had to burn, yeah, or bury your bodies very quickly, or they would start to decay, and you would have to deal with smell. And that's not something you would want to have to see on your loved one. That's not something I ever want to encounter with with a loved one who's passed. Yeah. So her it it seems pretty foolproof, but she didn't count on those pesky dwarves. But I know we'll get to that later. She didn't count. On Snow White having so much fucking sway with her, with just her looks. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to fuck this girl, and that's disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. Once the queen has her apple, she leaves the castle. And as she is leaving the castle, this is one of my favorite scenes again. I know I've said that a million times. I know what you're talking about. But she goes past a dungeon. And there is a poor skeleton that is reaching out, trying to get a drink of water. Because there's a, a pitcher of, of water there. And she's, she's walking by and she says something like, thirsty? Petty queen. Have a drink. You know. <laughs> and kicks it over onto the skeleton and then laugh. Hee-haw laughs like it's the funniest shit in the world. I love her. I want to be her friend. The queen gets in this ferry boat. She gets in that shit like Caron the ferryman himself. Yeah. She's got her hood. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. She has her hood up. She has her big bean pole looking. I don't know. An oar. It's not an oar. It should be. Is it an oar? Is it not? Oh, okay. She 
I don't know what it's called. I think it's an All or. I know is she is yeah. oaring her way down the yeah. down the road. She she actually has prime real estate. It's right on the water, so she has a water exit as well. Yeah, very sneaky, My very sly. God. She's. I just... like it. I like uh, it. Oh, uh, I mean, and she's got some serious upper body strength too, because she's just going at it. Even because... as an old crone, she yeah. is going. I mean, a limp, yeah. Olympic hate, rower. A diet of hate. The German team should maybe yeah, call a her. Diet up. of hate does a body good. I'm a skinny queen second, but I hate her first, and I'm doing this right now. Yeah. <laughs> so while we leave the queen rowing her little ass to shore, quickly to go to the dwarves' cottage. The dwarves and Snow White are having what appears to be a lovely little morning at the cottage before everyone goes off to the mine for work. Mm -hmm. Because apparently we still have to work today and Snow White can't come with us, even though I'm sure she would maybe enjoy coming to the mine and seeing all these jewels. I don't know. She's 14 years old. That's actually true. Yeah. I'm not trying to put any words I mean, in her mouth, but I think that might have been the safest I mean, place yeah, who would have for her to be. Who would have said no to that, you know? Oh, I wouldn't have. I would have said, take me with yeah. you. And then I would have shoved some shit in my yeah. pockets for when I have to be leave or I get kicked <laughs> out because I refuse to go out and, and kill the venison required for the stew tonight. <laughs> Although I'm assuming Snow White did kill something for the stew. Who knows? You're right. Sausage exists. Whatever. Whatever. But Snow White would eventually leave. Let's be real. Not to get ahead of myself. Not to foreshadow. But everyone is trying to leave in the morning. And before everyone goes, they are warning her not to let anyone into the cottage be very careful mm -hmm. be on the lookout at all times as this is going on she is kissing all of the dwarves goodbye yeah. dopey had to come around and get two kisses before she catches on and sends him on his way but what i love the most was that grumpy actually went in yes. wiped his head and forehead really really good and made sure he was nice and clean and then he went out and got his kiss and he warned snow again so she has had multiple verbal warnings please be careful this is so important that you mention this because grumpy is like the only character in this movie that has an arc everybody else pretty much stays the same nothing really changes grumpy changes from you know being suspicious yeah and disliking snow white to growing to really like yeah, her and, and care, care about for her. her absolutely yeah. I, I Honestly, being the dwarf that cares about her the most, I would say. Clearly, yeah. Yeah. He does. He he has, which is kind of funny for such a short movie, and he's not in it very long. But he does have quite the character arc. I just feel so bad. I know Snow White's a kid, so she couldn't help it. But I wish she would have taken his advice. All Grumpy says is do not let anyone into this cottage. <laughs> so after the dwarves have left, and not very long after the dwarves have left at all, Snow White is making a pie. What kind of pie? A gooseberry pie. <laughs> and she is making it specifically for Grumpy. Did you know gooseberries are a real thing? I've heard of them before, but I've never eaten them. Apparently, gooseberries were like a kind of popular thing. But then they got banned in the U.S. for some reason after Snow White. Sometime after, not because of Snow White, but sometime after it. Which is like, we could have grown up eating gooseberry pies and that would that line would not be weird to us mm -hmm. but it is because it's they're not a thing it's very interesting thank you for giving that to me so so like you were saying you know snow white's making the mm -hmm. gooseberry pie um and she's getting help from some birds which isn't yeah it's, <laughs> it's not it's just kind of gross. gross they use <laughs> their little <laughs> talons 
their little their little feetsies to do the crimping around the edges. And I just know those feet yeah. have been in shit all morning. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, we saw that cottage earlier and these these dwarves probably don't care. I don't think so. I don't think Grumpy would mind. I do not think Grumpy would mind. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, they start to spell it. I can't remember. Is it Snow White or is it the birds who... I think it might be the birds. And if it's the birds, they have amazing penmanship with dough. I know they do. And not just that, but they do exactly what I would do in that situation. Because they clearly... So they're trying to write out the name uh, Grumpy mm-hmm. with uh, pie dough. And they clearly are running out of space. <laughs> yeah. As as they're getting closer to the end, so they do what I would do, and and their font, their the the size of what they're writing gets progressively smaller the closer and it more gets squished to the together. The yes, yeah, that's a little more believable though. There are birds doing this. I know. I love that. I mean, <laughs> I love that part. It's like yeah, relatable. Hashtag. One of the animators probably almost got fired over that. <laughs> What you want to bet? Anyway, okay. I want to say before we get to this part, we have always trusted these animals. They have been a therapist, a real estate agent. They have been our cleaning help. They have been our sous chefs. They have done a lot of work for us. (laughs) But when this old crone, the witch, the queen, comes to the window and all of the birds and animals alert and start going off at her. Suddenly, Snow White can't trust. Because we do see the peddler woman. That's what she's called. I, I don't really like calling her that. But uh, the old crone, the queen, in witch form. She shows up right in the window as Snow White is making this pie. And basically is like, "Let can I come in? <laughs> How do you feel if I just come on in? And the birds lose their fucking minds. Because the birds apparently understand English very well and knows exactly what the dwarves said to her before they left that morning. Mm -hmm. And you know what they said? Don't let anyone in this house. First of all, this isn't your house. Don't let anyone in this fucking house. This isn't your house. It's our house. Don't bring anybody in here. This isn't your crib. This is my crib. But secondly, for your own safety, because we're obsessed with you, don't bring anyone in this house. I think it was a very fair, very Mm -hmm. fair request Mm -hmm. that the dwarves made. Don't let anyone in for your safety. Yeah. They weren't even thinking about their house, but for your safety, don't do it. Yeah. And Snow White throws that shit out the window. You know, it goes back to that kindness and naivete of hers. That's true. But that's her fatal flaw. She is too kind because the birds attack the queen, disguised as a witch, and Snow White immediately turns on those birds and says, what has gotten into you? Yeah, she's horrified. Basically, fuck off. She's really pissed. (laughs) You're embarrassing me in front of the old hag. I need you to get it together in front of these people (laughs) right now. We can do something later, but get it together. (laughs) You know what? That's Snow White's embarrassed. She said, didn't I raise you better? (laughs) Anyway, she ushers the queen inside the home. Mm -hmm. And at this moment, the birds say, you know what? I'm not just going to fly back home to my family and say, fuck that bitch. I'm going to be the down bitch I am, and I'm going to fly to the mine as fast as I can. And I'm going to try to get the attention of the dwarves and let them know that Snow White is in danger. And that's exactly what they do. They Mm -hmm. go after the Mm -hmm. dwarves. The dwarves have just shown up to the mine, and they pretty much, without Mm -hmm. words, communicate pretty well that something is wrong. And Grumpy is actually the first one to take off and run back to because he just knows something's bad. 
He just knows. He was the first one to say, who the fuck are you? Get out of here. And now he's the first one to jump on the back of one of these deer and race back to the cottage, which I'm assuming is like yeah. a, t- a 10 minute, I don't know, five minute run. I, I really don't know. Obvi- it's enough time for her to have mm-hmm. eaten this apple, though, not to get ahead of myself. I like this scene, though, because even the deer obviously care about Snow White. Like even the deer are OK with letting these. I know those men are heavy. They are stout, yes. muscular miners. And those deer are like, jump on our backs and let's go right now. And the one there's one I don't remember who it was. But there's one that kind of lollygags and the deer basically pulls him up on its back and takes off. Like there's no, we got to hustle, baby. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah. (laughs) This is not a game. We got to go. But before the dwarves can get there, Mm -hmm. we are back with Snow White and the queen who are safely in the cottage. And I'm going to be very sweet because Snow White is a kid. She is a kid who has just let a lady in who has a delicious red apple and they don't have any like gmos they don't have chemicals back then so it's really very difficult to get an apple that looks that good this yeah it's hard to get an apple that doesn't have a worm Mm -hmm. in it all of this is natural there's nothing but organics so to see a perfect apple like that i can make some excuses (laughs) maybe i wouldn't have eaten the apple but i i now that i'm talking about it i just feel like i could see in 1401 or whatever they don't have non-holy apples oh no i would have (laughs) well and you know the thing is too like the evil queen as the old hag is a damn good salesman to saleswoman because she's like yeah look at this look at this beautiful red apple that don't make Make an apple pie pie what the hell are you thinking that's what makes the men's folks mouth water ew as if oh, oh wait a minute i forgot we were in 1930 fucking seven and everything yeah. had to be both the eye of the man <laughs> once she realizes snow white's not going to um to take her up on that offer she's not really n- taking the bite she's not taking the bait excuse me she's not taking the bait <laughs> either works um, in this case she says <laughs> Exa- exactly exactly she says, you know what this actually is? Wishing apple. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't just come up with that. You don't want to waste this <laughs> for a pie. You want to wish and think of something that you want so, so, so badly and wish for it and then take a bite of the apple and it'll come true. And Snow White is thinking and she's holding the apple like very delicately. It's it's gorge how she's holding it. Like nobody in the world holds an apple this way. It's like the Twilight cover, but even more so delicate. (laughs) She's holding it like as if it's the heaviest thing in the world, as if like a newborn animal, like baby of some kind. The most, yes, the most precious thing in the world. But she does take her time. Yeah, she says, "I wish." Yeah, Yeah. it's incredible. Queen interrupts her and is like, "Go ahead," and she says, "She finally says, I wish the prince will come and he will carry me away to his castle." And then she finally takes a small bite out of the apple. Now, this is kind of a big deal. We've talked about this before recording, but Snow White dies Mm -hmm. very vividly. We get to see it. We get to see her feel something is wrong. We see her kind of catching her throat. And then we see her fall to the ground and we get the most gorgeous I now this is something I used to play to to drop something and to have your hand yes. just so perfectly yes. yes 
you know, this is the one moment when Snow White is really um, meeting the Evil Queen's levels of drama. And aesthetic. <laughs> you know, it's like she, Truly. she, she dies in the most beautiful way. In such way. a graceful way. Absolutely. Yes. It's, it's just elegant. Yes. But the queen thinks she's one. So she walks her happy little ass proudly outside and has yeah. the rudest awakening yeah. as Grumpy is galloping up on the deer. On a deer? No lie. Yeah. The queen immediately says, I need to get the hell out of Dodge and takes off. Run, 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 run. She runs up a cliff, basically. It's up a up, up mountainside, but she ends up on a cliff face. Mm -hmm. And the dwarves chase her with the animals for as long as the animals can go. But eventually, it gets too rocky, and the uh, the deer yeah. are just not able to make it on the terrain. So the dwarves get off of the animals, and they take off themselves. Now, the animals are safely out of the way at this point. Just want to mention that. I want to, I want to mention that and make it known that they are probably safe because the queen is up on this cliff doing her damnedest to push this boulder yeah. down on top of the dwarves. She says, fuck this noise. I'm not going out. I'm going to kill these dwarves. And then Snow mm -hmm. White is dead. And then mm -hmm. I have it all. I have everything. Unfortunately, though, and this is kind of crazy to me because we saw... <laughs> Not even 25 minutes ago, her used the power of lightning to mix a potion. But out of nowhere, in this thunder and lightning rainstorm, lightning strikes the cliff that she is standing on. And the whole part of that cliff falls yeah. with the queen with it. As well as, let me also mention, yeah. the boulder falls as well. So yeah. I am hoping, I'm very much hoping that the boulder just fell on the queen yeah. because if not we get a very long shot of buzzards <laughs> yeah. we get a very very long shot <laughs> but it's about to happen and i um yeah. of them crowing and and just waiting to swoop down to eat so i i actually thought it was a little too long of a shot like we know she's dead this has always been to me the saddest scene in Snow White because this is a woman who was really, really, you know, beautiful and and powerful in her uh, sexuality. And she dies as an old crone. Like for I, I've just always thought that was a really I know that is sad. A sad way to go. Yeah. She was not fair even in death. R.I.P. Queen. You were the realist. That's what you get when you're mean. But even with the queen dead, everyone and the animals all still believe that Snow White is dead as well. So when we see Snow White again, she is laying in the cottage, the dwarf's cottage. They have a actually a pretty nice bed set up for her. It's not three beds pushed together. She has her own bed at this point, and they have her body. That was um, everyone can, can is we crying. Pause for a second, I'm sorry. That was a literal deleted scene from this movie. They built a bed for her before she died, right? There, that was a literal deleted scene. Oh, um, and there are. I'm pretty sure there's pencil tests or storyboards, but there's like um, storybooks. Like you can buy storybooks based on that deleted scene from Disney, actually. We get to see her in this lovely bed that seems to have uh, spawned from nowhere. But thank you, Keith, coming in and letting us know with the Disney facts. It did not actually spawn from nowhere. They made it. It was just cut out. <laughs> uh, 
which I mean, we assume, but nice. Uh, she is in a lovely bed, her size with huge candles. It's very aesthetically pleasing. Huge candles. Everyone is crying. The animals are crying. Grumpy is sobbing mm-hmm. because he is so upset that he mistreated her while she was alive. And I'm like, you know what? I know your character arc is amazing. I'm so happy to see you come this far, but that's how it fucking goes. The people who are assholes to you in life feel the worst when you're dead because then they can't ever make it up to you. And they just realize, damn, I'm a really shitty person. This karma has nowhere to go. (laughs) You may be thinking, well, why is Snow White not buried or cremated? And I would say, very good question. Uh, The first answer to that is she has not started stinking yet. (laughs) Secondly... Since she has not started stinking, I just want to make this very clear. If she had started stinking, it didn't matter how she looked. They would have had to do something with her. Since she has not started stinking (laughs) and she still looks perfect, they're like, let's put her in a glass coffin so we can go and see her and everyone can admire her beauty, which (sighs) that bothers me because even in death, this bitch can't get a rest. Even in death, she has to be out for everyone to see. I know that's true. I didn't like that, but I won't. I will not. But it's happened. It's happened in real life. Well, I know if you think about Marilyn Monroe, even in death, she couldn't rest. Like literally, Ava Perone was Snow Whited, and her body went missing. I'm gonna have to do some googling. Let me give it a goog after this. Back to Snow White. So the book opens, a a fairy tale, a storybook, a fairy tale, a storybook opens and we get what happens at the end here. So beautiful, even in death, that the dwarves could not find it in their hearts to bury her. They fashioned a coffin of glass and gold and kept eternal vigil by her side. The prince who had searched far and wide heard of the maiden who slept in the glass coffin. I just needed a moment to gather my thoughts. Um, He heard of the maiden who slept in the glass coffin. Okay, was he just coming to check it out and be like, what a weird little thing. This is a fun tourist attraction. Or was he coming to do despicable deeds? Probably both. (laughs) Both? Because I think he was trying to show up and do some despicable deeds. He's 31 years old. I just don't think he was expecting to roll up and see everybody and their mama before. (laughs) So he had to act as respectful as possible. But he does. He walks right <laughs> up. still get his kicks. He walks right up to this glass coffin. She still doesn't stink. Love that for her. Uh, the coffin is gorgeous, though, but cracks the lid. He walks right up to her body and kisses her. Well, the lid's already cracked. I guess I should say that. But Can we, can we talk about the kiss? Sure. Because the kiss itself is... Fucking a, backwards. Yes. And it's so interesting because... It wasn't okay when the Brothers Grimm wrote it either. In the Brothers Grimm original version of the fairy tale, Snow White is not awakened with a kiss. The prince does come to see her grave, see her living, her, you know, see her in the glass coffin. Mm -hmm. But she is awoken when somehow the coffin um, falls and the apple is just lodged from her throat. So this kiss, I'm not sure if Walt Disney was the one to do it first or not, but that that mm-hmm. kiss does not reflect a timeless element of the story. It's not inherent to the story. So it's like really not the necessary. The poison apple is. 
it is it is from the 1937 Walt Disney film. Mm-hmm. You know, to talk a little bit about this remake, I'm pretty sure it's going to deviate pretty heavily from the 37 movie and people will be up in arms about that. And, and we've talked about how we don't think this movie should exist in the first place, but she's probably not going to be awakened by the kiss by true love's kiss. Mm-hmm. Just realize that that kiss, that, mechanism that story plot is not in the source material absolutely that disney adapted the 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 movie from that is reflective of 1937 morals that and makes value. sense that really does um but she does wake up from the kiss because this is the 1937 disney if you think about it, the last thing she remembers is wishing for her prince to come. She <laughs> ate the apple. And... <laughs> the apple granted her wish. She is probably very thankful to that old exactly. woman. Do you think she even realizes that exactly. she is vulture food? She's like, where is she? I wouldn't tell her thank you. Because it's not like she spends time catching up with the dwarves. She wakes up and, and kisses her prince, looks around, says goodbye to the dwarves, gets on his horse, and they take off. Can That's you, it. Can you imagine... When she's like talking to the prince and somehow the prince talked to the dwarves. We didn't see that scene. The prince talked to the dwarves. So he knows exactly what happened. And he's like, yeah, they, they killed her. And she's like, record scratch. What? You know, <laughs> like, holy shit. Like she gave me a wishing apple yeah. and it worked. What do you mean? She's my fairy godmother. And then this 31 year old man has to explain to his 14 year old bride, baby. Well, princess. <laughs> mm. That's not really ha- what happened. But if you want to think that, go ahead. Because I'm here now. Now let's go home to my castle on the cloud. Lay Miss style. style. Yeah. And you're probably going to pass away from trying to give birth. Because I'm a 31-year-old who's going to expect heirs. You are 14 years old and most certainly not ready for this. Mentally, are you prepared to bear my children? No. Physically, you're probably just... Do you even have your period? We won't <laughs> that. That's none of my business. That's none of my business. As the gentleman here, as the man, are you of childbearing age? I would almost rather live the life of that queen get to be the queen live her life and then die smushed then have to go off and die giving birth giving birth in the 1400s to some some princess baby who is double your age and you know what they had to have people watching back then and there weren't really a whole lot of women i mean i just uh -uh, uh-uh uh-uh fuck it fuck it this is the time when they would put leeches on your body i would be dead for sure I would rather be squished because the queen is made. I mean, even if we say she's 28, hell, she lived. She lived a very good life. Yeah. Who's to say Snow White's going to make it past 28 anyway? You know, maybe, you know, it says they lived happily ever after, maybe an early death. In this Did she case. get to see her grandchildren? <laughs> Let, riddle me that, Disney. Did Snow White live long enough to see exactly. grandchildren? Because I know you yeah. forced her to have kids. I know you did. Riddle me that, Roy. <laughs> I think that's all for today, though, don't you? I think we're done with Snow White. Thank (laughs) God we're done with Snow White, the most boring bitch in the (laughs) Disney catalog. So Uh, I'm guessing uh. you don't have like a super high rating for Snow White? Two out of five. And it only gets two for for it being the first. Oh, my God. And it was a technological, it was, it was a technological uh, marvel of the time and was a very big deal, but no. Story, not good. Characters, not good. Animation, wonderful, especially to imagine it in 37. Music, okay. Okay. But no, two out of five for me. 
and I would not consider this timeless in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Well, it is a classic, and I will give I will give her her flowers and her due. It is a classic Disney film. Yeah. But it is not one of those movies that I am dying to see remade. I don't know how it can be true and faithful to the story while also being something little girls can watch and be and little boys and anyone can watch and be motivated and kind of pumped by the way that they were even not even in Encanto like obviously we were there but I mean if you even think about Beauty and the Beast Belle read and she was so brave and and was truly loyal to her dad like she she made courageous choices for others mm-hmm. and I think Snow White is courageous because and that doesn't make her any less courageous. I just think that we see it come out in different ways and it just, it just doesn't translate and it doesn't mm-hmm. hold the same power mm-hmm. that Beauty and the Beast still does in 2022. Okay. Um, so for me to rate Snow White, I would rate it honestly probably a 4.5 out of 5 because, you know, like you said, it's not timeless mm-hmm. and I love it. I love that for it, you know, because... This is a movie of 1937. I believe it's the very first American animated feature ever made. It's one of the first in- animated features ever made. Mm-hmm. It And it was actually the highest grossing film of all time until Gone with the Wind. But the reason, you know, I rank Snow White a 4.5 out of 5 is because... It, it was the one that started it all and it did it damn well. And yes, this movie maybe isn't and shouldn't be everybody's first choice to introduce to their kids because it it's not a 2022 movie. It's, um, no. it's reflective of the values of 1937, definitely a hundred percent, but I love the story. The story goes so metal. It goes so hard Like, I truly believe that if Snow White wasn't made, if it wasn't the first movie, it probably never would have been made. You you know, like, uh, you've heard of Bluebeard and like people say Mm -hmm. Disney could never make Bluebeard. If if Snow White wasn't the first movie they made, Snow White would be on that same list as Bluebeard. And I love, you know, Someday My Prince Will Come and I love Hi-Ho and I actually love a silly song I think is a really cute sequence you know what I like silly song for the mm-hmm. little break it gives me at the end of seven doors mind train as I'm waiting to disembark <laughs> that's what I like about the silly well, song and- I liked watching it with my little six-year-old sister because she was scared to death of that ride and then we ended up right there and she was like oh there's no white and I was like hell yeah hell I- yeah I also though I just I love the characters I love grumpy and dopey and i love the evil queen clearly and i even love snow yes. white you know <laughs> snow white was played by an actress named adriana casalotti she was never allowed to play anything else again you can watch videos of adriana casalotti in the 1980s at her home and it's filled with snow white memorabilia and she used to go around even as an older woman in a snow white costume and and she could still affect the voice and and to me, you know, that's Snow White's legacy. It's 80 years of Americana. And is it necessarily everything at our best? No, but 
it really is a special movie. I do love it. Well, I'm glad somebody speaks so eloquently about their love of Snow White because she deserves it. (laughs) And I will will thank her for bringing about um, animation and kickstarting the full Disney (laughs) film list that I love so much that we, I, I mean, hell, we started a podcast over it. We love it so much. And I will give her the respect she is due. For being the the first, mm-hmm. but that's as much as she's getting from me. <laughs> and I think with that, um, I think with that, we're finished with Snow White. I think so too. Bum 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 yeah. bum. But I don't know more Snow White. Da, 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 da. We will be back next Monday with our next episode. We're not going to tell you what it is yet, but sometime this week, if you check our Instagram, we will be posting about it. So go on check that out if you would like where can they find us if they want to check that out keith beef they can find us on instagram at rejects podcast that's absolutely right and you can find me one half of your host team maddie evans at maddie and the mouse on instagram and you can find me the other half of your podcast team keith maltbay on twitter and instagram at keith maltbay and with that we will say goodbye farewell so you my friend we're not going to get into it too much we don't need a copyright issue but anyway friends we'll see you next week for another episode of face character rejects auf wiedersehen bye